Welcome to the iBuyer Experiment. There is, What's up? oh my goodness, what is up? There is so much going on in the real estate world. It's exciting. I'm so excited. So many people right now are like doom and gloom and interest rates and inflation and you know, et cetera. However, the shift is a gift. And to me, there's, there's ample opportunity out there right now to, to educate, right? Like there's something I that agree. I know that you want to, to show that's like really kind of hot off the presses. Oh my goodness. So everybody is always wondering like, is Wall Street like manipulating the housing market, right? And so I wanted to talk about the Phoenix market at the height of our market in May. Since then, prices have decreased by 6.2%. And if you were to take out all of the open door sales from the equation, our housing market only depreciated by 2%. So open door was responsible for over 4% of our price depreciation in and of themselves. And I know that there's a lot of institutional activity that has kind of slowed down. I don't want to say it's completely like no. stop the brakes, but it's definitely slowed down. And I think that's impacting our housing market. And I think we're seeing kind of that fear play out live in the high buyer prominent markets. So hold on, let's let's actually give this the context it deserves because the whole, like the, the show that everybody's listening to is the iBuyer experiment, right? Which is kind of the experiment of what I we're know. talking about, what's going on. This totally <laughs> jives with the narrative of what we do and talk about all of the time. So she just said that it was 6.2% depreciation in the greater Phoenix Metro, right? The fifth biggest city in America. Since May, since the since, height of our market dang, in May. So, so that's actually pretty rapid depreciation mm -hmm. as far as that goes. But however, when you look at it, you know, underneath the microscope, mm -hmm. right, is mm -hmm. what you're saying. Right. Only about, two, the, the market's actually depreciated 2% if, because open door accounts for like 4% because they have a massive amount of homes on the market, right? They do. So right now they're sitting at about 1,700 listings on the market. Woo. Most of them are active, about 300 of them are pending. So we know that if you're a buyer and you're looking for a house, getting Ooh, an open door opportunity. house could be a massive opportunity, especially before the end of the year. So yes. kind of my thinking is, is obviously now that they're public, they have to report these numbers. And I don't think that they're gonna take all of the losses this year but my guess is, is they're going to try and accelerate some of those losses so that they can start 2023 with like kind of a fresh new set of books. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. But I definitely think that there's a lot of opportunity for your buyers. If they want to make an offer on an open door home, they'll probably get a smoking deal. Yeah. So that's on their existing inventory, right? So the other thing that, you know, us as practitioners in the space, we do need to be aware of is their new offers are, I would say, very in line with what the market and they're actually going to probably be do pretty well on them from what from the acquisition yeah, strategy right. I can see them doing. Right, so let's talk about that because I think that's important. Yes. You know, first of all, I just want to say that even though we're kind of in a down moment with the iBuyer movement, I still firmly believe in it. I still firmly believe oh, iBuyer market share will there. grow, right? I just think that we're in such a macro, uh, macroeconomic uncertainties are such yep. that a lot of people are just kind of sitting back. They're waiting to see how things yep. play out. And so the capital markets are doing the same thing. Yep. And so there's not as much money being poured into the residential real estate space as there was, you know, three months ago, four months ago, six months ago, et cetera. And so that's having a big impact on where we stand today. Well, a lot of that institutional money, right? That, that you know, I, I think that in its height in certain markets, it was roughly 10% market share that they kind of owned, right? And that's considering uh -huh. not only one homes that were on the MLS or, you know, public 
sites, right? But actual tax records, right? So mm-hmm. transactional, you could see the hard numbers of what was being acquired. And so that's a, that is a monumentally huge number when you're thinking about, you know, that 6 million transactions happened last year. Right. And so I think what I believe is that we're not going to see iBuyers go away, but we're going to see them ebb and flow with market changes. But we'll we'll still see the consumer sentiment and the adoption of these solutions grow. And I think that's why we get so excited because we feel like now is the time for you to really insert yourself into this equation and provide these offers and options that these billion dollar companies have spent tens of hundreds of millions of dollars marketing. And so you can now capitalize on all of that value and goodwill that they put out into the marketplace by coming in and leading with your cash offer solutions. Well, and I think that this is the time for the pro to step up, right? Like I know, um, so at Zudelio, we always have like, we run live coaching, you run one, I run one, to our agent members uh, every single week, right? To keep everybody sharp and, and, you know, just about some of the changes that are going on. And one of the, the facts that I pulled up in that was actually through the last, you know, massive downturn, right? That, you know, kind of basically the, <laughs> somewhat of a, yes. the, 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 the great recession. And starting in 2007 and going all the way to 2012, right? There was actually roughly 1.3 active million realtors in 2007 and it fell to all the way underneath a million. Yes, yes, we were looking at, I remember yes, you showed me. Yes, it, it shocked me. It, it is shocking and it's shocking to think that we're at a record right now of realtors at almost 1.6 million. <laughs> so there's a lot of us and, and you know, it makes sense, right? It's like a low yeah, barrier of entry. The right, there was a lot of froth in the market over yep. the past Some few froth. years. And so I think that a lot of people got into it not really realizing what it's going to take yep. in this new normal. But that's where the opportunity lies, people, is because now you're going to be able to differentiate yourself at a really incredible way. Yep, absolutely. And so like when we look at this, right, so again, candidly, I don't personally think that we're going to go through a massive attrition of real estate, real real estate pros like we did, you know, last time where we saw it drop roughly 35% a fall, right, in the Great Recession. However, even if it falls 20%, right, the other part that was really, um, I found very telling in this is where it went from uh, 6 million transactions to a projected 4.8 million transactions. Yes, yes. Well, when you Mm -hmm. look at the adjustment inside of that, it's actually only an adjustment of about uh, a half a deal by the time it breaks down for the agent Mm. count and the projections based on what I just said. And the other part that I really want to share with us real estate pros out there is if the institutions are letting off 10% of that, well, those are still transactions that are still going to happen in certain certain areas. So instead of all those homeowners selling to the institutions, they now are going to need to sell on the open market, or they're going to be selling for to to another cash offer strategy like a Zudilio, right? right? So like that's or well, what Zudilio brings, that's that's the the unique benefit. And so this is where this is so key and so paramount for us through the power of technology to communicate our value proposition at scale, letting people know how you're going to solve problems in their marketplace. Mm -hmm. So again, I think it's just, this is where we don't need to run for the hills and hide and start thinking about getting another job, right? A lot of people need to just (laughs) double down on the education, double down on the niche. Right to me, that's like, again one of my old sayings. I, I I've been privy to for years, and I heard it redelivered to me in a book, and so it's been in my brain every day. But the you know the the riches are in the niches. Mm. So the riches are in the niches. Absolutely, that's yep. a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. What what book was that from? A uh, hundred million dollar offer, uh, Alex Hermosa. Oh, okay, yeah, you told me about that. And so uh, that book is like changing my 
life right now. Okay, well, I definitely, so I went, I actually went on and I like looked for it um, under my books, but I didn't actually buy it yet. Okay, so love it. I need Good to. Good book. But pro, yeah, pro tip out there, everybody. Pro tip, uh, the riches are in the niches. I like it. I know we're talking a lot about Zudelio right now, but we're just really relevant. And so it's hard not to talk about something that we're just so passionate about and we know can really help real estate agents not only stay relevant, but really compete. And before it was like, hey, you had to compete with these iBuyers. And now it's like, hey, you got to compete with your other realtors because there's a lot of them. And so I think this separates you. Well, and when we look at it, right, like the, like the, the real estate business as a whole is a a simple business, not an easy business, right? That's one of the things I, I know I constantly am talking about. And it's a it's a contact sport, right? Like how many contacts can you can you make? How can you communicate your value proposition at scale so that you're drawing people in? Right? It's a you, you need to be create awareness and build interest with with the people that know you, like you, and trust you. And then your your job is to to constantly grow the, the that database by sharing that value proposition, right? So that's a very very simple concept. Now, is that easy to do? No. And that's where I think that like right now we have to double down on these particular strategies. We have to double down on communicating, you know, talking about interest rate, talking about like, hey, the market share, like like one of the things that I know I wanted to talk about today was I just pulled up a, a, an article where in Arizona was saying that that it's not projected to go down right in, in 2023 and I think that that's going to be the you know the, the macro market but however as we were just talking about in certain niches and price points and whatever else you're already seeing massive price compression and mm -hmm. this was something that was dated October 17th so just last right. week but that's where like be, due to due to I mean when you just look at it in its most simplistic form we need to communicate with our clientele better right there's so many sellers out there that are confused because they think that they can still get their price that they could six months ago, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. And we need to educate them that if you're gonna price with the market or you're gonna price to where you're gonna chase the market. And I think that's where it's just paramount that we need to lead that conversation as, as the real estate pros. Yeah, there's just a lot going on in the world right now and kind of shifting gears because we know that we need to be doing these things, especially yeah. those of us that are in the business. We're like, okay, I know I need to be reaching out to my database. I know I need to be educating people. I know I need to be checking in. You know, everybody's talking about a poll that came out at the beginning of the year that said like 74% of buyers that bought a home were dissatisfied with their home. Know, isn't that crazy? It is. It's crazy. Yeah. But yet even though we know that even buyers we put into homes recently are dissatisfied, we still kind of fear reaching back out, mm -hmm. having that conversation with them. Especially if they sold it to them. Right, right. So like, so I guess what I really want to get at is all of this is fine and good, but if you're really looking to go to a place that you haven't in your business, it is probably not some strategy that Elliot and I are talking about today on the podcast that is going to change your life. It is probably like a really long look in the mirror. <clears throat> Ooh, that's strong and really getting crystal clear on what you want and then really, really deciding, committing to that. You know, I, I always love to ask people, are you interested or are you committed? Mm. Because if you're just interested, when things get hard, you're not gonna follow through, you're not gonna pick up the phone, you're not gonna make those calls, you're not gonna reach out to new leads, you're not gonna follow up in the capacity that you need to. And it's because you're only interested in this result. But when you're committed, when you're like, this is happening and it will happen no matter what, a different energy comes from you and then you're really able to see the course because this is this stuff is not easy like you said it's simple but it's not and easy it's not easy 
So let's talk about that. How can agents really take a step back? I know in our team meeting yesterday, we, we watched a Robin Sharma video. Yep. And it was a really good video. And he talked about like these five strategies that will predict your success. Yep. And so I think when it really comes down to it, we have to look at the principles by which we're living our lives and how we're operating. So let's let's kind of wrap up with some, some of our insights on that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna steal something directly from that because it, as I was listening to you talk, I couldn't not think about that uh, yesterday where Robin Sharma in that video was talking about that the Trojans had it best essentially where mm. they sweat more in, in training, bleed less in battle. Mm, I'm mean, like, so that, 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 that hit me heavy. I've actually never heard that one. That was, was like, really was good. Like, Damn, that was fire. And here's the reality of it, right? Like where we as pros need to take a look at the time to work on our business, to build the systems and processes so that we have the standards in place. Where do you want to go? Like you said, where it's sometimes we need to take a look in the mirror, surrendering to what's my daily habits, which is what that was kind of breaking down to setting yourself up for success. Is it scheduled? Are you taking the time to reflect? Are you taking the time to, um, um, yeah, like, I, well, I know schedule it, schedule right. it, right? There like, were, there were five things. Let's see if we can remember the five rituals. Yeah. I think one was the power of early rising. Power of early rising. Right. Yep. And so if you get that up, was the first one. it was the first one, get up early and Robin Sharma is really big on getting up early. He Author has, of 5 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Great. Phen another phenomenal. Book. It was. So get up early. And he also suggests to sweat early. And yep. there is a, a neurological uh, reason for it. Your brain releases is a certain uh, chemical that yep. he mentioned. I can't remember the name of it, but anyway. So the power of early rising, we've all heard that. Um, and we all know that, right? Yep. And then what was what was number Scheduling. two? Uh, well, I think number two was sweat, was it was, act, was active. Okay. And then number three was scheduling. Mm, and I love the quote, and I think this is like a Tony Robbins thing too, because I've heard this a lot before, but it's that which gets scheduled gets, gets done. done. So if you really prioritize what needs to happen, you know. So let, hold on though, let's pause and look at that one real quick mm -hmm. because I think that that's actually as a, you know, in the real estate industry, we all, we're, it's an entrepreneurial industry, mm -hmm. right? And we all wanna be our own boss. However, what you'll find a lot of times is, is you know, the, we will jump into certain things because of free times and structure or, you know, the freedom to do things. However, if you wanna have true success, you actually need to be ultra disciplined on yourself and be even more structured and more scheduled as you, as you just said. Yes. I think Giselle Ugarte had told me that real estate agents are just shiny ball chasing entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, pretty much we are. That's what makes us brilliant. Like I totally get it. I love that about us. Yeah. However, when we want to accomplish big things, you need to schedule your priorities or you won't, you won't do them. So what that means to me, like, and I know uh, again, as an organization, I think that's actually one of the things I love about what we've been able to build here is we're all accountable to each other, mm. right? Like, so it's this, it's this, this pact, right? Like you don't have to necessarily, but there's no, there's, we're, we're all committed, right? So like maybe have an accountability buddy, right? When it comes to certain yes. things, like when we set these goals, like what's, what's my overarching goal? What's my one goal? So that if I peel it back, it, it's going to make my year a success, right? Like now that reason why I bring that up with the scheduling is because if you have a concrete badass kick-ass goal, well, guess what? I got to be disciplined in my day which possibly means that I need to be doing some self-development, which was, I think, number four, right? Like taking the time to, to, to sharpen the yes, saw. Yes, number four was, I believe it was the power of learning or the ritual of, a, of yeah, learning. Yeah, of steady learning, basically yes. taking an hour a day to, right. to, to take learn. An, right, take an hour a day to learn. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
And then five was the reflection. Yes. But that's where like, I think if we look at these things where we have the goals and we peel them back and we set ourselves up for success, here's what I know guys, success. So, um, I don't remember if this was in the book of the compound effect or something that I spun or whatever else, but it's been, it's, it's a statement that I, that, that I am a huge fan of incremental moves create monumental results. Mm, I like right? that. So the increment, what is that? That's the smallest little measurement in, in a, in a ruler or on a tape measure, right? That's that little notch from, from point to point. That's an increment. Think about how small that is. And that's where, um, um, what's, who's the author of that book? Which one? Um, Darren Hardy? Yes, Darren Hardy. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Darren Hardy, he, that's what he talks about. It's like having incremental success, right? It creates the monumental results. And creates if Creates the compound effect. Yes, yeah. creates the compound right. effect. And I think that's where it's like, okay, maybe you set out a schedule for yourself or maybe you swing and you're gonna go after this particular lead generation strategy and you gotta strike out a few times to you know, sometimes really figure out your ways. Like we were just doing some scripts and dialogues with our team just this morning where there was a couple of rough edges and that's where I was like, hey guys, we have to commit to the process of internalizing this before you make it your own, mm -hmm. right? Like there's, yep. there's a process and a system to how things need to be done and that's why it's so so important for us to realize that we are a sales system first in today's in today's success that's that's my big little nugget I'll share okay I like it and then I'm gonna sum it up because you have big dreams you want to accomplish big things and most people they overestimate what they can do in a day but they underestimate what they can do in a decade so keep the faith keep going keep taking action it will happen beautiful things are happening and we hope to have you back next week on the iBuyer experiment